and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Good Sex, Bad Sex Live! Oh, come on. Baby Lynch. And we'll see you next week. No, wait, no, I'm on the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in, shall we? <laughs> Let's do this. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here. This episode is about um, sex and comedians, because if you can't laugh, welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. Comedian, author, and cultural icon, nice website bio, um, the fantastic Shafi Kosandi. Yay! <laughs> Is it on my website? Yes, it is, baby. <laughs> no, it's not. It is now. It I'll is put it now. on Wikipedia. Right, can I tell you something? My ex-boyfriend does my website. Oh! And he is clearly being... Is it really on Yes! My... No. Yes! <laughs> um, I'm really sorry, but I've got to go and make a phone call. <laughs> Shappy, before we get into all what of this... What a prick. What a prick. <laughs> and your new show is Skittish Warrior, Confessions yes. of a Cub Comic. And I'm imagining it as um, Confessions of a Window Cleaner, but with a mic stand. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Because um, I have been in this business now for 20 years this year. No way. Yes, thank you. You yes. started when you were three? Wow. Oh, yeah. yes. So you're learning how to flirt now <laughs> that was a good bit of flirt I, no boobs don't do it for me oh, okay um i'm less visual more humor okay yeah the humor i would have you you oh, had me at right. whatever it was you said Rip, no. <laughs> yeah. chloroform so basically you tell a joke and shut up i yeah. find it okay. fascinating though because i've never i've right so i have friends mm. and that's not even the whole story <laughs> i have um but it's it's Friends who say things like, oh, like, you know, just, just get your tits out. Just mm. get your tits out. And I've never had the tit thing. I've never, I'm wearing a good bra today. Mm. Okay, they look great. But, but growing up, I know they were not, never a focus. Right, right. And I always found that fascinating. Have you got legs? That were, no, I've, I've got tree stumps. I had legs for about two years. Yeah. I had legs. Happy years. So yeah, I used to do a lot of half marathons and um, for about, Three months after I did my first live at the Apollo, if you like Googled Shappy, I don't know how I know this, it would come up Shappy's legs. So I know. They were very proud two months of my life. Um, I don't know, but it's always been about just confidence for me, I think. Really? Yeah. But how'd you get that? Are you Decades. Built, you're built with Decades. It? Oh, no, see. not built with it at all. It's, it was, it's really, where, where, what do you want to talk about? Sex. Well, we were talking about my tour. Let, let's just talk okay, about that quickly. That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the, 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 the title Skittish Warrior is yeah. that I am a warrior, yes. but I'm skittish. You are. It took me a long time to find uh, to feel comfortable in my own skin um, as a comic and as a you know sexual predator <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so I remember just really um, with, like as a stand-up just being so nervous so um, the whole of my 20s feeling like I can't speak I can't I can't I can't be who I want to be. And back then, in the olden days, there weren't very many female comedians. And I, I, I make friends, not so much now, but certainly when I was younger, I make friends easier with um, women than with men. So I felt very lonely. And that partly comes from having an older brother who used to call me the incredible bulk. I'm looking at you, brother. <laughs> Just a brother in the room. Um, <laughs> 
I was a little, I was very fat and uh, as a child and as a teen and in my twenties and uh, I used to get teased a lot. And then it got to a point where I was like, enough is enough is mm-hmm. enough. I can't be bothered being like, or like self-deprecating anymore. So you yeah. found your inner goddess. I found my inner goddess. You I embraced think. her. Yeah, in a, in a basement Did in Winchester. <laughs> How? What helped? This man with purple flares. This <laughs> man with purple. Flares. I was at a party because I was. How a, old are you? I don't know. I'm very much older than I than <laughs> you, you look. Okay. Um, <laughs> think I've had. A, I've had a pint as well. Anything can happen. Um, but I, I just got to a point where um, I, I stopped thinking that every guy expecting anything from one night stands. Mm. Or like, oh, I really like this guy. But we've had sex now after a boozy night out. Mm. Why does he not want to marry me now? Mm. All of that bollocks had to go. When was all that? So when were you like having the... When did you decide, all right, I'm I'm going to start one night stand? It wasn't a decision, but it wasn't like conscious. But I had a boyfriend when I was 29, 30. And we got engaged and I broke up with him the day we got keys to a new flat. It was... It was... Devastating. I know I did it, but it was devastating. <laughs> I felt like I'd abandoned my child because I sort of thought, if I stay with him, I will have a nice life. I will have a good life. However, I decided I want adventure. Yeah. And so we finished. And then I just kind of started to sort of understand that you can have a lot of fun without necessarily wanting them to marry you yeah and also i have to say there's this thing there's a myth about men they go men only want one thing men as though somehow you have to either hoodwink men into dating you or actually men are sensitive souls as well and how many pints (laughs) but men i find that men my opinion of men was so distorted mm. given the dumbass advice I was given. Never chase mm. the cock. Mm. I've realised <laughs> that's what my friend Chloe said to me. Don't chase the cock. Never chase the cock, chappy. <laughs> and you know what? So I, I chase the cock and sometimes <laughs> it says no. And what I've learned is that's okay. Oh. It's like dying on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm you sorry, survive. <laughs> you just go on to the next gig. Yeah. It's, there's so there's the women we have this thing that you must protect yourself being rejected at all costs and actually rejection doesn't kill you it's okay yeah. the man's a human being he doesn't want he doesn't want you that's okay whereas we're like you know he's a bastard he doesn't deserve you no he deserves someone he wants to be with <laughs> that's that's allowed yeah, so when i sort of started seeing men as um you know sentient beings yeah <laughs> that's when i grew up my um a friend of mine Sam said that um, she gets um, she'd get emotionally involved with a lump of wood if she slept with it long enough. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, it's it's hard, isn't it? If that's why you've got to be because I had a one night stand with a guy three times last year. That's not that's a one a, night. That's I know. <laughs> that's but, a relationship. Oh, but I can yeah. do a maths. <laughs> and then on the third time, we were like, "Yeah, let's stop this now," because you know we didn't want to go for walks in the park holding hands or yeah. anything like that. So then you sort of don't do that kind of stuff but when I started stand up I did have a rule that I wouldn't bonk comics unless I was in love why because um because you just meet them again and again and then there's some pain because like what if then 
you know, they, you know, you have a one night stand with a comic. It's that whole shitting on your own doorstep. And mm. then, then they, there's so few women. Mm. It was a bit like when I was at university, I didn't read the pers- prospectus properly. <laughs> <laughs> And it was 12 women to every one man at my uni. And at university, I didn't shag any other students because whatever man you slept with, chances are you slept with somebody in your social circle. And it called, Um, I saw all the drama. I didn't didn't want the drama, you know. So it was the same with with stand-up. So I did did fall in love with comics and I did have um, relationships with them. But I've never did you ever turn up in someone's set? Yes, did I you? did. Ooh. I did. I did. Just two Edinburgh's ago. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> someone came up to me, uh, and a fellow comedian, let's call her Sarah Pascoe. <laughs> and, she, and she said, she said, Shappy, there's a rumour that you are being identified in so-and-so set. I was like, right, okay. And and I said, well, what did he say? And she said, well, he doesn't name you, but he does say she's a comic, she's a Iranian, and she's got big black eyes. I was like, well, they're not going to think it's on me Jalili, are they? <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I love the fact that, you know, you sort of look out for each other on the circuit. The women do look out for each other. And so I did have a word with this um, this comedian who was an ex of mine, and, and he he drop the yeah. you know she's a comic bit um and um what was he saying on stage yeah well he, done, he was saying <laughs> how incredible i am <laughs> In- better than omid jalili <laughs> um, no he was saying that i broke his heart and, and and all of this sort of stuff and and i sat there just going and because I, I went to a show <laughs> without him knowing and that was an easy thing to do because um he's way more successful than me so his venue was massive so i was right at the back of a thousand seater just bad vibing him um no he was not saying anything unpleasant he, he was talking about this is a thing he was talking about his life and i was part of his life yeah. last year and yeah. you know um so why did you kick off uh, huh why did you kick off because I wanted an excuse to talk to him. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, because I was so, I was so sad that we weren't friends anymore. I'm still sad we're not friends anymore. I'm going to make you friends. I've tried. No, I'm going to. I've tried. Are you going to have like some like dirty stuff in the in the tour show in I, I Skittish did. Warriors? What are the kind of things like that have happened backstage with you? Any groupies? Anything God, like that? This, oh, so many. Gr- not with. Do you know what it is? It's um. I did do a show a couple of years ago about meeting nineties uh, rock star online. And having a fling with him. Uh, well, I thought we were having a relationship. It turned out that he had a whole other girlfriend that wasn't me. No. I know. What are his I initials? I, can't, I don't want to tell you. you you'd, <laughs> you'd have to Google him like I did to remember the hits. But... <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that whole situation was, re- was really fascinating because what he did was that it wasn't until we were going out for four months before he let on that he had known um, that I'm a comic before when, when, he, when he saw me online. Because he mentioned a couple of comedians to me that unless you know comedy inside and out, you wouldn't really know. Like mm. club comedians that aren't on telly, but are brilliant. Mm. I was like, you wouldn't know that unless you're a massive comedy fan. I was like, oh my God, the penny dropped. 
he did know who I was. And what I thought was really interesting about his cruelty was that um, he knew that as a performer, as a comic, a lot of my confidence is actually tied up in my profession. Take that away from me and I'm the, the same shy 15-year-old that, you know, was like, <laughs> please, when a boy love me. Um, <laughs> And I thought, oh, you're so clever because you took that away from me. So, so uh, you sort of pulled the rug out from under my feet. Oh. And then he did mad things like that. That um, The things that we're so much uh, really wise to now that we weren't wise to um, mm. a few years ago. Negging, the game. Um, the, the game, the, the me the too game. thing, yeah, the mm. game. Like we were in this cat, we were in this restaurant. And I had my elbows on the table, and he grabbed my arms, and he said to me, "You, I'm like, oh fuck it." He had an northern accent. You are the most beautiful, the most amazing. And then he went, "Oh, flabby arms." <gasps> right. So he says like. Stuff like that, but then like, what, babe? No, no, yeah, come on, like all this. So, sort of taking you to like a million things like that, little tiny things, little tiny little undermining your self confidence, and then next thing you know, you're like in a really dark place with somebody because they. And I never thought the age I was that I could fall for something like that. It's a very clever a trick. That thank goodness that we're wise after I've taken this into a dark alley, haven't no, I? No, it's fine. Well, no, it's we're a, all about the dark alley. Yeah. And, good sex <laughs> and then one night, I'll tell you this, right? One night, this 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 was my bottom line. Um, during um, sex, he said to me, "Can I talk dirty to you?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Anything I want?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Can I insult you? Yeah. And he went, "You're a fat old (laughs) (laughs) he did oh my god it's the first time I've had to like get out of bed and give a lecture on diversity (laughs) (laughs) it was unbelievable but it was a it was an it was an incredible it was a bonkers um bonkers uh experience that I had at a time in my life where I was at my most chaotic. Yeah. Oh, there's cute things that happen on the circuit where I don't know what it's like. I think it's much more professional now. But when I started stand up in the 90s, it was a lot more punk, you know? It wasn't like, um, yes, I, I'm going to leave uh, university. I've got a five-year plan. I'm going to get on Mop the Week and I'm going to have, you know, be a millionaire by 28. Mm. It was more like I live in the grimy comedy circuit and I get changed in pub toilets and this is my life and it's the best life ever. The male comedians would often um, pull a punter like they, you know we'd all do we'd all go to the bar after the show or like hang out for the for the disco and then all the girls would come and go oh you've been on stage let me fuck you <laughs> and um, <laughs> I used to get so jealous of the boys and then sometimes if they didn't pull there'd be a little knock <gasps> on the hotel room no. a little, just a little delicate like hello you up for it and I'd be like no you're alright alright <laughs> see you at breakfast nothing nothing heavy <laughs> nothing nothing to get upset about but just a little chance in your arm and, and it was kind of adorable you know and and now like I've known these guys for like 20 years now and, and we, you know we will chat go oh, do you remember that night that I didn't fuck you yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Was there any time when they did get a bit lucky when you were up for it? Oh, uh, that's a dark story. Let's not go oh, there. No. <laughs> oh, my God. No, 
No, no. I, I did marry a comedian and I dated some comedians. But after my husband and I broke up, and I have to say we're friends now. I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this. We're friends now. But um, he's a musical comedian uh, called Christian Riley. <laughs> and uh, when we broke up, I was really, really devastated. So what I did, you know that, um, you know in King Kong, <laughs> when um, <laughs> King Kong falls in love with Fay Ray? Yeah. And then he loses her. Yeah. And then he rampages through the streets picking up any blonde woman, yeah. looks at her, and if it's not Faye Ray, he tossed them over his shoulder. Yeah. I was like that with musical comedians <laughs> and anyone who played the guitar. So oh my God. <laughs> although I could get upset about the 90s faded rock star, he yeah. was part of my healing process. Yeah. I was being King Kong, desperately yeah. trying to make someone who plays the guitar really well love me again. How did you get out of that? How did you like bring yourself back out of that I had another baby oh good (laughs) I think babies just keep you really busy (laughs) no babies keep you busy and um, and I'm not a millionaire but I can afford shit hot therapy yeah so no I, I, I get help with with not being bonkers you know that's all right um, but but yeah, that that experience was really 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 nuts. And um, so I had my little girl, and then that's all. Because then, as I was hurtling towards forty, it's a weird sort of time being single and nearly forty. Because you kind of you've still got even being here at the Phoenix Art Club. I had art school. I had so many amazingly fun times in here. This is the first time I've been here relatively sober. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It's all gonna change. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, just had so much fun. And and then I got a, I started dating people who were a lot younger than me. Not oh. because I've got a f- no, but not because I've got a fetish, <laughs> just because they're the ones who are out. They're literally they are physically out in bars. And so like <laughs> They are the ones you speak to. And and then um, I had so much fun with like girls as well in my late 30s. And then you sort of forget how tenacious young women, because I've been a tenacious young woman. Like, mm. I want it, I buy it, I get it. I'm singing Ariana Grande. Well done. <laughs> but for the I kids. lost confidence for the kids. because I can't um, actually remember the lyrics. Yes. <laughs> but it's something like, I want it. I get it, I need it, I buy it, and I buy stuff. Um, but anyway. <laughs> and I wear it once and take it back. <laughs> As a comic, and you all know this, you kind of, my ex-boyfriend, he used to say things to me like, because I'm short, right? And he'd always say, but t- tall women are more attractive, aren't they? <sighs> I mean, they're literally more, he used to say stuff like that, he was very pretty. Um, he used to say stuff like that, and the one thing he'd say to me is like, when you're on stage, it's like, the equivalent of being really hot, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, wow. And this is how it's its funny how people can twist things. This is gaslighting all over the place. I place. know, yeah. but we didn't know that phrase. I didn't know that, even though the film is before my time. Yeah. Gaslighting, it's an incredible tool. Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah, so me an incredible tool? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, but what he did, I've lost my thread because I've had a, a lager. He was gaslighting he you was and he's nasty you. and he's young. Oh, no, no, he's not nasty. No, he's not nasty. He's no, lovely he's not nasty. and he's young. He wasn't the rock star. The rock star no. was nasty, but he's young. Yeah. And... Um, and he'd say that's like when you're on stage. And I have to say that that is, it is a factor that you sort of get a lot of confidence because 
people sort of, I think it gives people the confidence to approach you. Mm. But you, how do they approach you? What are their lines? How, what, how would you, well, if we're what, going to hot ape and you have to have the humour, what are you going to say to a comedian? Okay. Thing is, depends because as a comic on stage, I'm very, I'm very um, approachable. I'm very chit chatty. So then, if I'm at the bar afterwards, people come and say hello, mm. and that's really lovely. Um, is it? It is. Oh, it is. It, it is. It, 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 I'm not. I'm not being a dick about it. I'm not an act. Like I'm not. A, I'm not an actor. <laughs> Actors are a bit like I've done my craft. Now I'm going to go home <laughs> and have a bath and read some stuff that a friend wrote. <laughs> Um, read a script a friend sent me uh, but I'm a comic like my what well, I do my job because it makes the world a little bit friendlier yeah. and um, all I've all I ever want to do is meet as many new people as possible and and it, and it kind of gives me that and I think if people um, fancy you they're more likely to come and say hello if you've if they've just seen you on stage you've got something already to talk about haven't you've you you've got yeah me yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favourite subjects <laughs> right <laughs> and I yeah and I there was this oh yeah anyway 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 I'm getting really personal now no go on no, I, Phil Nickel told us he broke his cock yeah so how did I love Phil Nickel how well did he his cock? I love him a bit more than, yeah so producer Sam never talks in recordings <laughs> and then Phil Nickel said that he broke his cock and produ- all you heard was a little, little voice going he broke his cock <laughs> well, he broke <laughs> he broke his cock whilst talking to you guys yes no <laughs> Yes, we are yeah, that hot. Uh, yeah. How? Someone was shagging it. Yeah, as <laughs> a technical term. Yeah. Do you use your sex life in your material? I used to all the time, all the time. Why I used, used to? Because with stand up, you talk about. For me, I'll talk about one thing for ages, and then I've said it all. Mm. I said everything I have to say, and I had a particularly wild time. Um, between the ages of sort of uh, 33 and uh, 39 when I got pregnant with my daughter. And that t- that period of time was the most liberating and fun uh, time. And I talked a lot about it. Yeah. I did this stupid thing. I did this at Edinburgh. I got this really hot guy in Edinburgh one night because um, he was... <laughs> He was so hot and he, he was in the, the loft bar and surrounded by these very hot women. And I just walked past and I put my tongue out at him. I just wow. went and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then I went to the other side of the bar and then there he was. What? Oh, I know. That works. Poking out your tongue. That works. Yes. I've got these pops out forever. No, just, no, just a tongue. No, a little raspberry. A little, a little raspberry. raspberry. That's all you need. That's all you need. I tell you what doesn't work. Oh, go on. What doesn't work is sexually licking your finger. Oh. <laughs> Touching their shirt or T-shirt and going, let me get you out of those wet clothes. Oh. That hasn't worked for me so many times. <laughs> and yet still you persist. I enjoy doing yeah. it. Of course you do. You're only human. It's all fun. I'm having that. And I think being being upfront is really important. I'm such a fan of allowing yourself to be rejected in stand-up and in flirting. Yeah. Feel it. He didn't want me. Brilliant. Own it. You yeah. know, it's okay. I yeah. don't know why women think it's the, you know, we're, we're told to think it's the end of the world if someone doesn't fancy us. Yeah. It, it's such a shame because it's like you can just go, it's a numbers game. You can just keep going and going and going. Exactly. You don't have to go, they're not, and they're not thinking about you. It's like, oh, well, that's a nice message, but I don't, you know, I don't fancy her. Yeah. And they're 
go off and do their life. They're not going to think about you every day going, <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. Stupid cunt. They, you know, yeah, they're just going to yeah. go off to the next one, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Would, you, um, would you recommend um, having sexy times with a comedian? I know you don't do it because it's the shitting on your doorstep thing. <laughs> I think actors are better. Do you? Why? Yeah. <laughs> actors are so eager to please you. Yeah. Bathroom one so, hand, yeah. Broken How did I do? How would you like? Would you like me like this? Yeah. Would you like me like? <laughs> but yeah. comedians are sort of, um, I don't know. They're just a bit more rustic. Yeah. Oh, they just <laughs> <laughs> rustic. They're a bit broken. <laughs> broken Willie's <Rustic>. clearly <laughs> rustic. They're a bit rust. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, how many? Uh, let me count. One, two, three. Oh three. I've only had three comedians. Have you? Yeah, okay. that I can remember. Oh. Is it, <laughs> is it maybe something to do with like an ego thing? Like it's, as a comedian, like you come on stage and whether you have a good gig or a bad gig, you're just like, I know I'm not sleeping tonight. You know, so it's like, A, it's something to do. <laughs> yeah. I think sleeping with comedians is kind of different if you are a comedian because you've got each other's number. Literally, yeah. you've got each other's number and this and all the front that you might put up with someone who isn't impressed by what you do disappears. Mm. So we're sad pathetic beings that rely on our stagecraft <laughs> to get laid. <laughs> Yes. 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 And that's and that's that's okay. (laughs) But it's um as I'm getting older, I'm 45 now. And in my twenties, I would have thought 45, I'll be past it. No. It's just getting more fun. You you reach the um Kate O'Mara stage, don't you? Yeah, it's amazing. Why is it more fun? What happened? Well, because you're so confident. We've learned so much about (laughs) you. Uh Skittish Warrior, Confessions of a Club Comic will be toured all over the UK until the end of June. You're busy. Um and next London dates are February twenty-sixth and twenty-seventh at Soho Theatre. Evening Standard makes live comedy thrilling. Thrilling. The list has the crowd in the palm of her hand. Her hand. Her hand. The Guardian. list is on ice. Guardian. She has plenty to say and says it with pointedness and potency. Cultural icon. Cultural, cultural icon. icon. X. Ladies and gentlemen, cultural icon. Jessica Sandy. Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. You've Thank been amazing. You. Thank you. I'm Bibi Lynch. And I'm Miranda Kane. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham for Metro.co.uk. Hey. <laughs> my ass. She's just upset because Sam said I'm his favourite. It's alright. <laughs> uh, we will see you next time for Good Sex, Bad Sex. 